0: Welcome to Books and Beyond, with your hosts, Alison and Inika. Join us for information, entertainment, reading recommendations and more. Brought to you by Auckland Council Libraries. Ngā o Tāmaki I know this girl, and she works in a library, yeah. Nomai, mai, mai, kia ora, and welcome to this Pride episode of Books and Beyond. This is your host Alison, she/her, and I'm joined in the studio by two extra special guests. I've got library staff Ree, they/them, and Sebastian, they/them, who are both readers of and experts on recent queer fiction. Kia ora, Cordua, and Happy Pride! Kia ora! Kia ora. Happy, pride. happy Pride! So good to have you here today. Thank you so much for coming in. Now, look, you've both brought along some queer reading recommendations which I know I can't wait to explore. Because with so much being published, it can sometimes feel quite impossible to keep up with the latest developments mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, and yeah. new releases in the book world. And that's why people like you, Re and Sebastian, you're so valuable in the mm-hmm. library Aww. sphere. And now for people listening today, I'm going to put the book recommendations on our show notes so that you don't need to try and remember what we're talking about. So for listeners, sit back and relax and enjoy our reads. Now, I was thinking today that we could start with a a book that's both serious and hilarious. (laughs) And that's the one that we've all read, actually, and it's called Diquette. And it's by Jenny Fran Davis, published 2023. And I was thinking, Ree, you might tell us a bit about it.
1: Yeah, sure. So Dyket, I really didn't know what to expect when I started reading it, but I haven't read a book like it before, I don't think. Mm. But it's about like three butch femme couples from New York that go into this upstate New York holiday home over sort of Christmas and New Year's. And it's kind of about like the dynamics between them and like butch femme dynamics. And it centers on one of the femme women, Sasha, And it's kind of like her rivalry with the other femme in the group, Mm -hmm. Darcy, and trying to kind of like out each other (laughs) (laughs) Um, and like sort of what that means. And it's kind of about Sasha's like relationship with her body and her place in society and like what she wants from her life kind of. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And it's kind of generational in a way because the Mm. people that own the holiday home are like, wealthy, slightly older power lesbians. Yeah, mm. totally. Because we all need some of those in our lives, <laughs> do Just go, oh, come and stay in our beach house. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> yeah. I found the two power queers, found them problematic in some respects. Oh, mm. yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Yeah, they were just, I don't know, it was like they'd really bought into capitalism. And some of it just by virtue of being slightly older, that meant that they had more wealth. And more
1: power socially maybe, like a lot of social capital. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And one of them was big in the media mm. too, so had quite a voice. Yeah, oh, I keep putting my microphone. <laughs> I've got to stop doing that. Yeah. Um Yeah, very interesting. And especially now that we're in this sort of late capitalist mm. stage or capitalism has, has failed, but they've really benefited from that yeah. sort of neo- Neoliberal and mm. neo, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, I just found, but I found all of them problematic at times.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I like hate it all. Of
2: them. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's a it's a book of very messy, problematic. Uh, complicated look. yeah. Uh, characters, which I definitely would let people know you're not going to go into this book, like, rooting for anyone per mm. se or, like, going, like, man, I really love this character. This is such a lovely person. Yeah. Like, Sasha is such a, like... She's kind
1: of a bit. Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> yeah, yeah. very...
2: She's, like, she's... Yeah, she's exactly that. Because I just recently read this, like, a day before the recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was reading it and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, just... The things that she was saying and the way that she was kind of framing the dynamic, but especially between her and her partner Jesse, with yeah. Jesse, yeah, and I was just like, wow, this is like at, at some points I was agreeing with her, but a lot of the times I was also like, this is such mm-hmm. a kind of messed up way of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: I think I one of the reasons why I didn't like any of the characters is they just didn't feel like. They were having genuine connections Mm, with each other, mm. like even with the older queer couple who Mm. I thought, even though, yeah, they're like super rich and Mm. kind of semi-famous. And I found it funny that one of them is like a therapist podcaster. It's (laughs) almost like this, like that weird sort of like pop psychology boom on like Instagram and stuff Mm. with like Instagram therapy and things like that. But, yeah, I just felt like none of them seemed to really connect properly with each other and they didn't really have, like, meaningful conversations. Mm-hmm. It was kind of yeah. all just, like, trying to outdo each other with, like, yeah. how cool they were and yeah. how, like, successful they were on, like, social media or something.
0: Yeah, yeah it was almost like it, that it was performative, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was a performance. Oh, big time. Rather than being authentic. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, I did love the concept or the idea that, like, performance isn't necessarily always a bad thing. Because, mm. like, I mean, we're all mm. performing gender, really. And, like, That's true, her, her, yeah. her sort of, like, discussion of femininity and kind of like how she was saying it's kind of like it's not in to be feminine anymore. Yeah. Mm. Um or, like, the sort of femininity that she wanted to present as. Mm. And I was kind of, like, I was interested in her discussion about that and how much of it was a performance, how much of it was real and mm. stuff like that. So I did enjoy that aspect. I also did notice, and it took me a while to, to, not a while to figure out, but I kept, like, going back and forth being like, wait, what? Is that <laughs> Jesse is a lesbian but uses he, him pronouns. Yeah, that's so interesting. And that was super yeah. interesting. There was also another character that used they, them, mm-hmm. and as a lesbian and had top surgery and everything, and I thought that was an interesting because then you had, had the older ones who were very like mm. cis, butch and yes. femme, yes. um and totally. then you had the younger ones who were the like they were they were identifying as lesbians but the gender presentation and gender like performance was a was a bit more like ambiguous and like the yeah, idea more of the, sort of
0: fluid yeah.
2: because mm. I didn't know about the butch as a he him mm. sort of concept which I, I thought was that. awesome which I thought
1: was yeah. really cool yeah I did yeah. too
0: I thought go for it yeah. yeah. and you've got to do you yeah don't yeah we? yeah it was
1: really yeah. interesting. So yeah, yeah, and I sort of it was weird. Like I don't know, if, I don't know if you guys identified with any of the yeah. characters, but in a way, I identified with Sasha to some extent. Not mm. not most of her personality, but just because I tend to be attracted to more like mask people mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. and I identify as like a they them lesbian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of identified with like just it's almost like cishet. hit social dynamics transposed onto like lesbianism Mm, because mm. I when I thought I was straight as a teenager I never felt like I was like pretty enough for men and Mm. now I don't feel like I'm good looking enough for like butchers or like mask Mm. people so Mm. I almost feel like that I can relate to like this weird pressure that just doesn't go away yeah yeah,
0: Yeah. Um, and it never goes away no
1: matter which yes, community you're yeah. in or exactly. how you identify. Yeah. It's almost like there's always some kind of boxes you need to tick or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. It's I really recommend the book. To yeah. It's oh, a really definitely. super interesting yeah. read, isn't it? And the pug dog, Vivian. She <laughs> <in. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> was Awesome! She's I loved so her. sweet. Yes. I also
2: also did uh, flip to the back to see the author photo, and she does have a pug in that photo. Oh, oh,
1: so that's now so cute. I just and
2: I saw the photo of the pug. I was like, "That is the pug. That's yeah, what yeah. the pug looks like."
1: That's so so cute. that was very cute. Yeah. yeah
0: so definitely a, a recommendation from mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So, Sebastian, I wonder if you want to tell us about your first read. Yeah. It's a series. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: it's a series. It's called The Wayward Children Series by and McGuire, who I would recommend as an author for anyone. They have a lot of other sort of books, some horror, some fantasy, but they're all very queer. But this series particularly I recommend, and the first book is Every Heart a Doorway. I would say Trigger Warnings for Gore slash Murder, body horror, a little bit of transphobia and body dysmorphia. Those are like the main sort of trigger warnings, but definitely look up more because there's some minor ones. The series as a whole is kind of a portal fantasy where these doors appear in which people, and by people I mean mostly like children and teenagers, walk through and they go into different worlds And they sometimes they stay in them, but in this universe, a lot of them they accidentally end up coming back into the real world, like the Earth that we live on. Mm -hmm. And the first book introduces the school called Eleanor West's Home for Wayward Children, a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, (laughs) which is a school that is created by Eleanor, and she was a child once that went into one of these doorways and had to come back, and has not gone back to that world. And she's created this school so that children who do end up falling back into Earth get to come there and kind of like transition back into living in a real world when they just came back from one that they loved so Mm. dearly. Because in this school particularly, all of them want to go back to those worlds. And you're following Nancy, who goes into a world where she has to be a statue to exist in this world. And she... Found that very reaffirming and confirming for her, like being able to be still and just being as still as possible, and that was and just being quiet and and there was no noise and everything, and she really loved that world. And she finds herself back on earth, and she wants to be back, but she goes to the school where her parents take her to the school. And she joins all the little teens and kids there. And they actually end up having to f- kind of solve this these murders that start happening around the mm. school. And and that's just like the first book. They're all like novellas. So they're all quite short. Oh, okay. And there's multiple in the series. I would recommend starting with Every Heart of Doorway. And you can go in chronological order, but you can hop around. Like you can read some of the descriptions and go, oh, that one sounds more interesting than that one. Um, That's a cool way of doing a series, yeah. isn't it? Like you have
0: kind of like an anchor, yeah, yeah, but read yeah. this one first and then you can almost choose which path. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd recommend the first one just
2: because it really does help you introduce you to the concepts and everything, but also because um a lot of the characters that kind of become their own main character in other series are introduced in that first book. And I also really love the first book because for me personally, Nets, an ace. Well, not an ace, but she's asexual. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nancy is asexual. And there's, you know, discussions of that within the book. And I kind of read it as... The world that she was transported to once she had to become a statue, like the concept of a body was not one of a sexual quote unquote being, mm-hmm. but just as like this statue. And I kind of read that as like in these worlds, they can be quite affirming for, because there's mm-hmm. plenty of queer and trans representation within all of the books. And there's also a trans boy in this book as well. And he had that experience where he went to a world and he got to be the Goblin King. Mm-hmm. And that was like super affirming for him because uh, another thing throughout the book is parental kind of neglect and mm. parental misunderstanding, mm. like not fully understanding their children. So, yeah, I would – I really recommend the entire series, but the first book is a really a great gateway,
0: a good mm. portal, you could say. <laughs> Sounds great. I love those sort of portal mm. stories. They're so classic. I found something out about the author, Seanan Maguire, which mm. was interesting, that they're really into fandom, mm. which I guess that didn't surprise me, actually. Mm. But also something that I must admit I didn't know about, um, folk music. Oh, folk music. Yeah, well, it's F-I-L-K, f- oh. which is a kind of a version of folk music, uh, but it's really so kind of sci fi and fandom. Oh, cool. Introduced. Oh, wow. So I thought I learned yeah. something
2: from that. That's super
0: cool. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Filt. Filt. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. with my New Zealand accent. Yeah. BTUs, yeah. So, yeah. so it probably yeah. sure. sound like, is that how you say folk? Is it folk. supposed to be folk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Hey, Ray, do you want to give us your next recommendation? Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: sure. The next one I have is Our Wives Under the Sea by Julia Armfield. This is such, this is like such a different genre from the one that Sebastian <laughs> yeah. was just describing. Yeah, I'll give some trigger warnings for this one too cuz the main sort of theme is around grief and loss. It does have some body horror And mental illness sort of like delusions psychosis content so that's probably good to know Mm. but it's mainly about a woman called Mary and she is waiting for her wife Leah to come back from like a deep sea underwater mission Um, I think Leah is like some kind of marine scientist it's like (laughs) unclear honestly (laughs) what's happening but yeah the mission ends up taking way longer than it was supposed to and when Leah does come back she's sort of like really different like her Body parts of her body kind of start bleeding and like melting away and she only eats like salt dissolved in water Mm -hmm. and like all this weird kind of yeah sort of body horror-y stuff starts happening and so the book kind of becomes about like Mary trying to hold on to their relationship or like Mm -hmm. what remains of it and it's kind of about like two people moving apart and what that means and like grieving that process yeah Yeah.
0: oh it sounds really interesting I haven't read this one yet but I was reading Mm. a review about it yesterday in the (laughs) Irish Times and they really rated it highly Mm. and described it as a I thought this was interesting sharp atmospheric dryly funny sad and Mm. distinctive novel Mm, and I thought wow
1: it's a be- it's it's really beautiful, but like I felt like my heart was breaking through the whole process mm. of reading it. And at the end I just really wanted to like cuddle with my partner and be like, No, please don't dissolve it in- oh, into yes. salt water. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> That's really moving. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: it was really moving, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, I think that's a, a recommend from us, though. I would it? also,
2: just to quickly add on, I would also recommend, if you're an audiobook fan, oh. the audiobook, because oh. I, I read this as well, and but I listened to it, oh, cool. I would really recommend the audiobook. It's quite a – um the narrator's she does such a good job at mm. voicing each of the characters and also creating that sort of melancholic, sad, but also sometimes a little bit creepy mm. vibe. It's just a very good – Oh, cool. That's
0: a good hot tip there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks. So, and Sebastian, let's come back over to you. So, again,
2: another not that nice one. We're going to get to some more like nicer ones, (laughs) I think. Not that the other ones aren't nice, but they definitely sometimes can have a bit more of a um, creepier sort of vibe. And and going along with that creepy vibe, my next recommendation is Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke by Eric LaRocca. Heavy, heavy trigger Mm -hmm. warnings. This is a horror book, so I would say horror haters, look away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not for you. Body horror. These are the trigger warnings. Body Mm -hmm. horror. Animal cruelty slash death toxic slash problematic online relationship and pregnancy I'd say were the top ones that mm-hmm. really also I believe you guys were talking about um, suicide was also one that's mm. discussed yeah. or like mentioned. in sort of of I think it's implied. Implied, implied. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's definitely other, like when I was looking through the trigger warnings, there's a long list and some of them are more quote unquote minor. Mm. So I would definitely look if you have something that you're particularly thinking of, it might be in here. Yeah. These were the biggest more graphic ones, but this is A very short novella, which uh, is told completely through the form of an online chat where these two women find each other after one, like, sells the other one an antique, like, pill. (laughs) It's (laughs) such a strange beginning. And they strike up and they've agreed to this kind of, like, online relationship and there's this contract and everything. But it quickly dissolves into – or devolves, sorry, into something more, like, sinister and horrific. Mm. And it gets quite – Graphic and it gets quite intense and weird and strange. Although Re thought it was funny. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, because you've read it too. Yeah, 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 I don't know if you both found it funny, but, I mean, I watch a lot of horror movies and I read mm. horror books quite mm. often, and I thought it was funny just because it was so, like, silly and ridiculous. Yeah, it's
2: definitely those times when I'm like, what's going on? Because yeah. it is completely told. Like, when I say it's completely told through uh, an online chat, I mean, there's no time in the book where they're writing and these two people met each other mm, and this is yeah. their in-person discussion. It's purely all formatted as if it's like because ear- it's early 2000s. It's so like 2001
1: or something. Yeah. 2001 yeah.
2: like online chat so you see all the like email and their usernames yeah. and them
0: responding. And- I found some of that <sighs> funny the way they'd redacted yeah. some mm, of it yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was so going back 20 years where yeah. you did see the and even the timing mm. yeah. you know, 10.01 yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly the 14th, and you'd <sighs> see that the next one would reply ten oh two. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. exactly. But yeah. Even that was really fascinating. Mm. Yeah. And kind of retro in a way too, because yeah. it's yeah. a couple of decades ago. Absolutely. Yeah. I also do like the concepts like in there, the
2: idea of like the online space, especially in that era where like the internet was really starting its yeah. way. Mm. Like a way for queer people to kind of go online when the world physical like a real quote unquote world mm. wasn't maybe the safest space. So, being able to go online and finding people and being like, you're a lesbian or you're queer, I'm mm. queer, and like being yeah. able to connect like that, but also how scary and dangerous that can be because you just, they never meet in person, which no, I think really was it. the biggest scary thing. You just hear, you just kind of have to take what they're writing and tell the other person as mm-hmm. the story. Um, yeah. And it can get quite, yeah, creepy like that. Yeah.
0: I just found it. Was like being on a roller coaster yeah. too, and yeah. I just I couldn't put it down. Yeah, and um, I normally don't read horror. Yeah, but I I just loved this, but it was kind of I couldn't believe what I was was reading. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking how you could sort of see how easy it could be to fall under someone's spell Definitely. in the online space. Yeah, yeah, and um, particularly if you were kind of phone. Re- in a vulnerable mm, yeah. frame, exactly. Work yourself, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. yeah. And that vegetable peeler, or yeah, <laughs> the peeler, the apple, apple peeler. Was, oh, yeah. My God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would definitely recommend
2: if you're someone who is ready to get into. It. It's a very short one, so it'd probably be like a, I think we all read it in it one, was, like one, one yeah. session. Yeah, yeah, The one thing I read it, I like started it in a cafe. and I didn't stop, and then by the end I felt <laughs> sick. Cause yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Like in a good way, the sort of sick that you're like, what did I just? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like definitely recommend. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it doesn't kind of tie up all the loose ends mm-hmm. at the end. So mm-hmm. at the end, you're kind of like, oh my yeah. God, <laughs> you know, and you still kind of don't really know what. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Very what, kind of ambiguous in some yes. ways. Which, yeah. It's probably quite a good way to end. Mm. Mm.
1: I did feel like, sorry, I don't know if this is off off topic, but I felt like much like Fifty Shades of Grey. It was sort of a oh. kind of a negative, almost representation of like a BDSM
0: yeah. dynamic.
1: Cause it's like, it doesn't have to be a <laughs> bad thing. No. It's just that this book and like lots of other books, I guess, cause it's like salacious or whatever. Mm. They present, portray it as being like dangerous, especially mm. cause it was like online and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I just kept thinking like the one of the characters clearly had like some mental health stuff going mm. on that maybe needed to be addressed. But yep, yep. yeah, I was just I was just thinking about that. I was like, yeah, it's just another book where there's like a sort of DOM sub-dynamic that's presented as like really weird and scary. And yeah, something.
2: exactly. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, you're you're right. Like I find that like in those sort of situations, like wanting to up that sort of side of sexuality and stuff in mm. a horrific way when it's like like I love to read one where it's like a dom and sub sort of dynamic mm. that is like
0: respected and both they people are, are very loving yeah. and stuff.
2: Which I have heard there are some I just haven't fully reached out for them. Mm. But um, yeah,
0: yeah. Because I guess literature in in general and historically hasn't. Sort of been kind to mm. them, those dynamics, has yeah, it? So yeah, yeah, there's yeah. probably a niche there or an opportunity. Yeah. Totally. It is to yeah. To yeah. try it more positively. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that's a recommend, though, isn't it? as long as oh, you're not yeah. feeling, as long as you're feeling in a fairly good space, <sighs> yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, definitely. I would 100% recommend because I listed a few, but there's quite a lot of trigger warnings. I definitely go read that. See if other people, some reviews say, hey, if you have these, maybe don't read this. Mm. Definitely like. Take care of yourself before reading this and mm. stuff like that. But if you're someone who's like, oh, that sounds right up my alley, like I'm ready to be disgusted, like <laughs> yeah. after you go said all it. that,
1: I was like, this is such a fun book, though. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it, it was, it was it really s- juicy and fun. It is, it is
2: so like if you're in the
0: headspace, just it's it's a good it's good stuff. It's good yeah, stuff. go for mm, it. Good shit.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Right. So, re and I think we're sort of almost turning the corner, aren't we, in terms yeah. of yeah. our themes today? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's getting better. Every yes, it's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the next one I have is called The Stars and the Blackness Between Them by an author called Junata Petrus. This is a really beautiful book. It's actually a YA book, but I was saying before to Sebastian and Alison, it almost feels like an adult read Mm. just because of the quality of the writing and like how rich the writing is. Mm -mm. Yeah, okay. So trigger warnings for this Mm -mm. one are there is like homophobia. I think it touches on racism and incarceration and terminal illness is another warning to give. But this one's about two teenage girls. There's Audrey, who moves from Trinidad to Minneapolis. So it has a bit of her living in Trinidad and kind of her life there and her family there. And then she moves to Minneapolis and meets another girl called Mabel. They become like friends and kind of like explore a relationship together. And uh, Mabel finds this book by like an incarcerated black man, which is called The Stars and the Blackness Between Them. And she starts like just sort of gleaning wisdom from this book and things about, like, black spirituality and, like, black liberation and stuff. So, yeah, it's a really, it's, like, a really gorgeous, beautiful, like, very sensory, lush writing. There's lots of descriptions of, like, food and, like, plants and, like, physical sensations and even emotional sensations, like lots of descriptions of love and family time. And, yeah, it's a really... Beautiful, lovely book,
0: and I think do you think with all that lushness and mm. magicality and everything, that's why they've compared the writing to uh, Toni Morrison.
1: Yeah, I that think, would make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I could
0: sort of see the the similarities too, mm. and yeah. it makes for such an exciting writer to you know watch this space.
1: Yeah, I don't think she's written any other like long form novels as far as I know, but yeah, this one's really. Really, it's probably my favorite book that I've ever read. But I am scared to reread it just because there are some quite like heavy, sad moments. But Mm. yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's yeah, it's a lovely book.
0: Yeah, I didn't get to finish it. I've still got it Mm -hmm. with me, but I was just loving, loving it. And that culture shock that you would get from going from Trinidad over to the Midwest of America. Oh yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess like the experience of like black people in the US would be quite different from someone who lives in Trinidad mm. as well. So that was really interesting. Mm. Yeah, No, it's a hard recommend, I would mm. say. Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> and uh, let's move on and, and we're still into books that have got some good feels. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. This, yeah. is, this is
2: the good feel category. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next recommendation is The Henna Wars by Adiba J. Uh, this also has some trigger warnings, but I would say that they come at a less like They're not surrounded by too much horribleness. They're kind of (laughs) uh, a very, I think Jagadar does a really good job of presenting these but also creating a safe space around them, if that makes any sense. But trigger warnings, there is homophobia, outing, racism, cultural appreciation, bullying, and Islamophobia. But all that being said, it's a YA romance set in Ireland following Mm -hmm. Nishat who falls in love with her classmate, Flavia, but they actually quickly become rivals because at the school, they're tasked with a class project that is like create a business. And uh, Nushat is Bangladeshi and she's been learning henna, which is this beautiful like art with, it's not ink, is it? Like the... Most people know what henna is. Yeah. Um I don't, <laughs> know, I don't like think a, I have to explain a what henna is. It is a beautiful art beautiful, uh, yeah. form. And so uh, she's been practicing and does it for herself because it's part of her culture, it's very important. But Flavia who sees it is kind of like, "Ooh, I like that as well. I'm going to start a henna business." Uh Flavia is not Bangladeshi and is not part of any culture that does henna, so it starts having this kind of rivalry where uh it's like, that's quite a significant part of my culture mm-hmm. and is a lot of importance to me but for you it's just some pretty art form and it kind of talks about like the concept of cultural appropriation mm-hmm. like when there's a appropriate to be like appreciative of a culture but then taking it from someone else and benefiting it without understanding the
0: like yeah the cultural significance of it and kind of seeing it as a business opportunity exactly it's problematic yeah yeah for sure, mildly, for sure.
2: but the beginning of the book nishat actually comes out to her parents as a lesbian and throughout the book there's this kind of discussion and also her coming to terms with the fact that her parents aren't very accepting of that but her having also a strong support group with her sister who really supports her and mm. loves her and that. So there's lots of talks about that about like having family and being in a religion where people believe you can't you can't be muslim and you can't be a lesbian and she's mm. like no absolutely not you can those things can connect and intersectionality is 100% like important mm-hmm. and it's great. So that was awesome. Um, it is very sweet. It's a very wholesome sort of romance that starts to bud and I think there's some really but there's there's again like the stars and the blacks between them there's great themes and conversations within that it's just surrounded by this really sweet sort of like girl who's just trying to like figure out her crush and figure out her life and stuff like that and so yeah I would also really recommend the audiobook because very very good uh, narrator.
0: I kind of got um, a hints at times, because I, I was reading um, The Do's and Donuts <laughs> yes. of, of Love, yes. <laughs> but I was sort of thinking about Dairy Girls, yes. you know, the, oh, yeah. the yes. Irish series. Although, of course, that's in Northern yeah, Ireland. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, it's still, the lifestyle's quite similar to mm, mm. Ireland, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And what I also loved in The Do's and Donuts but was about really positive messaging around food and mm. how important it is in Cultural and family occasions and that it's actually okay to really enjoy eating, eat for pleasure and just –
2: Jay, Jay Gadar does some great food descriptions in her book. You will start to feel hungry. But in the, <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. beginning of the book, there's a wedding scene and they talk about the food that gets handed out. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this sounds real good. I, yeah, she's she's great with like really, you can tell how much love she has for her culture and how much she wants to represent it. Mm-hmm. And it's shown just through the the way that she writes about her culture and about all these amazing things that are a part of it and, like, bringing it to other people and stuff. So I think it's definitely, yeah, like you said, about food and everything, she's always there to, like, talk about how amazing the food is and yeah.
0: everything. Yeah. yeah. It's a really cute series, isn't it? it? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. And, and it's really important to have that sort of stuff in our collections mm, too. Mm, definitely. Yeah, so – Loved that one. Yeah,
2: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) that one. I would say even if you're an adult, yeah, um, you know, if you want some softness, but also if you're an adult and you have a teen in your life, I would highly recommend that. This was it was a very important book for me in a pivotal time and figuring out my sexuality as a young person, and it
0: just made me giggle.
1: I would be sitting,
2: I'd be sitting and listening to it, go. Yeah,
0: well, (laughs) I enjoyed it, and I'm nowhere near. Being a teenager, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long time, but I loved it, you know. Yeah. And it, but it was that kind of thing where I thought, God, I wish we had books like this when I was a teen, you mm. know. Exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. Or I yeah. think about people I went to school with, mm, and mm, mm. yeah. So it's great. Loved it. Thanks for that. Oh, yeah. And now, Reed, you're going to talk about one, but it's one that we're all familiar with. Yes. But do you want to? Give us a few words about it. Yeah.
1: yeah, so this one is called The Seep by Chana Porter. And it's it's very different from the Henna Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, about it is as is different of, as you can yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, basically what happens is there's this thing called The Seep that is like an alien entity that goes into people's bodies through the waterways so like i think them drinking water and stuff and then they just their bodies get colonized by seep and the main character trina is this trans woman and she is sort of like struggling to adapt to the new society that's been created through this like seep entity which yeah is kind of a hippie sort of like futuristic society and where everything's kind of communal and people Mm. can like change their bodies at will and stuff so in some ways it seems like a utopia But Trina is kind of grieving like the loss of her old world and her old relationships with her friends and her relationship with her wife, who's chosen to be reborn as a baby and live a new life and be like reparented in a way that means she won't have any childhood trauma. Which I thought was also a really interesting concept Mm. that you could just sort of erase your trauma by like going back to being a baby again. Um, It could be really helpful. It could be really helpful. Most of the population. (laughs) Maybe we need to start some kind of program like that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I just had this weird thought about the seep, you know, going through the waterways. And I was. I had this bizarre thought about three waters here. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I'll Maybe. The, Making
1: it relevant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's a chance for someone to start us into a techno utopia. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was mesmerizing and mm. it was quite a dreamlike feeling I had when I was reading it. But that whole thing about, okay, we get a utopia, but at what point does it tip over into like a dystopian nightmare? Yeah,
1: Mm. yeah, because their book sort of touches on like, darker ways that people use the SEEP to, like, control other people mm. and things like that and get more, like, power and fame and stuff. Mm. So it's sort of like those problems of, like, the pre-SEEP era still exist, just in different ways, maybe.
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: it was fascination. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, in that way,
2: it was interesting because I I was, I think I was, was I talking to Yuri about this or both of you, maybe? I was, the concept of the main character being a trans woman mm, and yeah. then the, the, the SEEP being this sort of, like, entity that can, literally transform you into however you want mm. and so um i mean like for the main character who's name i'm forgetting trina trina yeah for her she like you know transitioned in an era before the sleep and everything like that and then the seep came in and suddenly there's this sort of like transhuman sort of concept mm. of like being beyond just like what you are physically and now you're able to kind of morph matter and reality in a certain yeah. way you know like like her wife turning into a baby. <laughs> yeah, it's like what does that mean
1: for trans people in that yeah. kind of environment yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like the meaning of like transness as like a transformation seems to just like dissolve into the yeah. fact that everything's a transformation yes. now and yeah, yeah, you can yeah. do it at will and you don't have to go through a big process. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly.
0: Yeah, and that whole concept of change mm. too. And this is like change plus, plus, plus. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fascinating actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, <laughs> yeah, it's a very weird but I great. loved it though. But it's also quite short as well. It was a short rave, one. Yeah, that's a short one. Yeah. No, I, I loved it, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Sebastian, you've got some Tamsin Muir to I talk about, do, haven't you? I do,
2: And I'm so glad you said her name because I forgot to look up how to pronounce it oh. beforehand. And this one was one that I was like, tam, tam, Tamsin Muir. Good. Yeah. And this is Gideon the Ninth, which is quite popular, but just in case you haven't heard of it. Trigger warnings for death, gore, um, some suicide and necromancy. So this is like a sci-fi fantasy sort of book which follows the swordsman Gideon who works for Harrowhark, who's the reverend daughter of the Ninth House and uh, Harrowhark is a necromancer and it's in this like very kind of big complex sort of fantasy sci-fi world where there's all these houses that have sort of different roles within this greater empire and Harrowhark is a necromancer and her whole house is about death. And they, both Gideon and Harahark, are summoned by the Emperor to be part of this kind of tournament game where every hair of the house is to participate. And so her and Harahark and Gideon go and shenanigans occur, mm. you meet like a whole array of characters because there's multiple houses. You meet like the hares and then you meet their um, swords person that they have with them. And it's I, I definitely think it's one of those fantasies where you're going to go in and and no matter how much you might know about the plot, you're going to be a little bit confused at the beginning just because they follow, they throw a lot of sci-fi and fantasy words at you and stuff like that. But once you get into it, you like really – Get your teeth into it, and it's really mm. fun. Lots of people describe it as just big sword lesbian with goth <laughs> girlfriend sort of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great, they are yeah. rivals. I will say, if you love an enemies to kind oh, of the, like, like that trope of friendship, to, sort of to lovers, to, yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. you'll definitely love this. That they really don't like each other the at the beginning, frenemies. they're very much yeah. like <laughs> rivals, yeah, because <laughs> Gideon wants to leave the night house she she wants to be gone she doesn't want to be serving them anymore but she's forced to like she's offered this opportunity of um being able to leave if she does this one last thing with harrah hark so that's kind of how the story begins and how she gets pushed into going here and doing stuff murder and various shenanigans occur and stuff like that but it's it's a good series Mm -hmm. i haven't read the second book but there's Three out now this is the first one so if you want a good sci-fi fantasy to really get into i would recommend it for sure
0: yeah yeah i know a lot of people totally into this series yeah, love it
2: yeah, yeah
0: good bit of world building yeah we love that
2: definitely for sure
0: thanks for that oh no that's you've really sold it yeah actually <laughs> yeah so re mm-hmm. we'll come back to you Oh I yes, think, sorry. Yes, was They're so
1: gonna ask me something.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So like you. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, I have another sci-fi one. I was thinking while Sebastian was talking that all the books I read are just like really depressing and <laughs> intense. Like, why do I should I should read like the Hennemals for some yeah. light fun. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: could kind of alternate. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this one's called *The Luminous Dead* by Caitlin Starling, um, and it's about a woman called Gaia who is sort of like a caver, and she's hired to go on these, like, caving missions. It's kind of somewhat futuristic, I guess. So in this one, she goes down into this really dangerous cave, and a lot of the caving is, like, underwater as well, and she doesn't really know the purpose of the mission. She's just being guided by this woman through, like, an earpiece as to, like, where she needs to go and what kind of things she needs to do. But it's getting increasingly dangerous, but she's also, like, developing kind of a unhealthy romantic relationship with her boss, who's instructing her at the same time. So it was, like... I don't know. It was a really – I actually really loved this book. I tried to get everyone I know to read it, but people are scared. (laughs) Alison, I think you said you were a little bit scared.
0: Of cave, especially underwater cave. Yeah. It's just terrifying, the thought of it. But did you manage to kind of get past that fear of of any of that? Just go, just read it and
1: go with it. I have, like – developed for some reason this like high tolerance for horror books like in the last year or so so i think it i didn't find it too scary but in terms of trigger warnings i would say it does talk about grief um and sort of like depression and claustrophobia if you don't like caves and you don't like being underwater maybe give this one a miss (laughs) because it describes a lot of it in like a lot of detail Mm. and it's sort of like I thought it was fun, but if you are claustrophobic, it won't be fun. But it's sort of because she's wearing like a suit when she goes um, caving and she can't like take off the suit at any point. Otherwise, she wouldn't be able to like breathe and stuff. So it describes the feeling of like how she just wants to feel like water and air on her skin and mm. she's like trapped in the suit. Mm. So yeah, it's, don't read it if you're feeling anxious, <laughs> I would say. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, when you describing it, and the other day when we were talking about it too, I got that um, feeling of the Sandra bullet movie, which Mm. I know is about I think that might be about twenty years old, or ten,
1: mm-hmm. at
0: least ten years old. Mm. Oh, Gravity!
1: Yeah. You mentioned, eh? yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And was it George Clooney? I think was in the. Air yeah, mm, I'm yeah. kind of showing my age. But, um, <laughs> no, it's not like, I feel now. like that yeah,
1: movie's yeah. not that old. I don't know. I feel like it's like yeah. five years old. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. I
2: think the <laughs> our
0: listeners are going, "Who?
2: Who's yeah, <laughs> George Clooney?" To be fair, I do mix up a lot of the space movies. They all kind of merge into one. That's fair. So sometimes, if someone's
0: like a space movie, I'm like. Yeah, Yeah. but (laughs) just with that one, like, you're so, your life, that earpiece that you've got, that's your lifeline. Mm. And I can sort of see how you might form an attachment to the the person or the voice
1: at the Mm. end of the line. Like the only other person to talk to. Yeah. Um, But it also means that that person can, like, manipulate the main character Mm. because... Gaia, like, relies on her for survival. So mm-hmm. there is that dynamic as well, which is kind of interesting to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Thanks mm-hmm. for that. Well, look, we're going to finish up our last book as we come back to Auckland. Yes. Um, to <laughs> Makoto, And it's a gloriously messy sort of fruit salad of, People and experience, I say. Yes. So, do you want to tell us a bit more about it, Sebastian? Yes, I I would love to. This <laughs> is
2: <laughs> I'm very excited about this because this is I would say, and I say this very I don't I say I don't say this lightly. This is this is I know this is for book lovers. This is quite an intense thing to say, but this is probably <laughs> one of my favorite books of all time, mm. and that's mm. Greta and Valden by Rebecca K. Riley. You know her. We love her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love her anyway and her writing. But I guess trigger warnings for mental illness and racism is the biggest one mm. that I would say for this one. But this is a very character-driven book. I would say Greta and Valden. It's called The Two Main Characters because it is about the two main characters. Greta and Valden, who are a sister-brother duo um, living in Aotearoa, but specifically, like you said, in Tabaki Makoro. And Greta's a tutor and she uh, specializes, I think, in Russian literature is what she like majors in. And Valden is part of like a film crew sort of thing, but he had a bit of a um career crises where he uh, completely switched from his degree, which I believe was a, a certain science sort of degree. And it's both of them living like in Aotearoa, but also it goes a little bit all over the world. But it definitely, mm. I would say for all of our tamiki Makoros, it's definitely uh, set here. Like It's yeah. a very
0: summary book, in my opinion. Yeah. And I was just sort of thinking, um, for people that are familiar with Auckland University and yes. all that sort of yes. area around mm. and I central. Think- city yeah
2: I think that's a big reason why it resonated with me Mm. at that moment because I was still part of the Auckland uni like I was still studying and so like it was it's just very fun to be able to read a book and be like I've been there I know exactly where they are I've been on that bus and the way they describe it because I feel like a lot of books that we read uh if they're in you know a contemporary corner, you know on the real world they're like America or they're literally anywhere that's not in your little space of the world and so it's always nice to read that it really does explore these, like, really strange, big but wonderful family dynamics. It's quite a, like, complex and and weird and strange interconnection of, like, family and everything but everyone is just so like weird and wonderful and it really allows like i think the book really allows them space to just be and you get to kind of get involved in all of these like messy but beautiful people's lives and stuff and so that's what i really love about it
0: yeah yeah i i just adored it as yeah. well and it's kind of like um it runs the gamut for everything from shakespeare to to tinder yeah. you know yeah yeah and, yeah yeah yeah, if, and but then to set it in Auckland as well, yeah. it's just like perfect book. You mm. will find
2: someone that you relate to. I feel like mm-hmm. that in the opposite end of Die Kette, where there's a lot of characters yeah. <laughs> that you don't like, I feel in Greta and Valdon, you're just going to have a whole lot of characters that you're going to fall in love oh. with in like the most genuine way because they're just so human. Like Rebecca K. makes these people so human. Mm. And so it's just like, I feel like I could walk down the street and meet these people in real life like mm-hmm. that's how it feels
0: yeah yeah oh no it's really that's great how you've compared it and mm. contrasted it to diket mm-hmm. and so relatable and you just love them yeah even though you know everyone's flawed exactly but they're real aren't they? yeah 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 wonderful well look sadly we're kind of running out of time i think i could keep talking all day actually (laughs) yeah but you know what I really love about books that center queer and trans identities is that they allow people to feel seen and and valued and they allow our readers to develop empathy you Mm. know because as a reader you're joining characters on their own journey and you just learn so much and we you know how they say about books that they're a mirror to our lives and our souls, but they're also a window mm. to other people's lives. And then someone the other day was saying they're also a bridge, you can think of them as a bridge mm-hmm. that we can walk across and then, or walk a mile in other people's shoes, all those sort of yeah. sayings. And, you know, I've spoken to so many people when we're talking about these books and they'll say, I just wish I'd had this particular book when I was younger. Yeah. And I find that really quite moving. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about libraries is that we have this huge, diverse range of books and resources that, you know, they allow us to celebrate Pride all year round mm-hmm. and just embrace our, our rainbow joy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just have to be in February anytime you like. exactly. And that's yeah. the, the Coolest thing about libraries, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, look, just a reminder to our listeners to to check out our show notes. Here you'll find the list of books that we've talked about today and also links to our website. Plus, there's details about our Pride competition that we'll be running throughout February 2024. And just a quick note about that if you're listening in um, February 2024, We've got this thing that if you borrow three romance novels during February, and they can be in either hard copy or through Overdrive Libby, you'll automatically go into the draw to win a romantic pride picnic pack. Aww. And the pack is cool. I've seen the, the prize. Can it's, we go
1: in the draw? <laughs> I think because um, we I don't know all we're all allowed. allowed
0: to. <laughs> but- though, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Good for our um, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that you'd be allowed to. Aww. Yeah, but it is. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. And the books, you know, just remember they can be any colour of our inclusive rainbow. Mm. So huge thanks and aroha to today's guests, Rhi and Sebastian. It's just been, they've really enjoyed this. So mm. we'll have to get Aww. you back. Oh, That's that. <laughs> You've done so well. We're going to be you. dragging you back into the studio. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. It's 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 been awesome. great, hey? yeah. And now to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Take care, happy reading and haere rā. This programme was brought to you by Auckland Council Libraries. Ngā pātaka kōrero o Tāmaki Find us at aucklandlibraries.govt.nz Contact us by sending an email to reading at aucklandcouncil.govt.nz